Hey guys, welcome to Gods of Eden. This is episode 7 and it's with my friend Annie, who teaches at Digme, where I do my spin classes. Her story is a really great testament to just how interesting people's journey with fitness is, and I can't wait for you to hear it. We cover her autoimmune issue, RA, and just her journey as a whole with fitness, and I really, really can't wait for you to hear it. So, without further ado, three, two, one, enjoy. Hey, Annie. Hey. How are you doing? You right? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. Good. So, how long have you been teaching at Digme? Um, it'll be two years in September. Ooh. So like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's closer to two, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's about yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you find out about Digme? So I was literally just extremely unhappy in another studio I used to work for. Sure. And I was just on Google like, spin studios in London. Yeah. <laughs> and it came up and I just thought, I'm just going to email and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And Dan was like, come in for an audition. And that was kind of it. The, you know, yeah. obviously I was yeah. successful. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, I've just been there ever since. So it was sort of like a lucky find. I stumbled across something that I didn't know was there. And I'm very happy I did because it's like nowhere that I've ever worked before. Really? Yeah, it's just the setup. It's so professional. It's so friendly. They've thought about every detail from the customer's point of view uh-huh. as well as an instructor. Sure. So it all sort of meshes together rather than just being a way to make money. Right. That they've makes got sense. a product that they want to do and they want to be good at and they want everyone to enjoy it. It's not just we're going to put on classes so people come and we make money it's not just that you know there's so much more to it so yeah a very very lucky find and I'm very pleased that that happened yeah of course (laughs) how long have you been working in fitness in general um I think it's either it's either three or four years were you always active um I always did you know like school sports like Mm -hmm. hockey or whatever but I hated it like I hated going to the gym I hated spinning I hated whenever my mum was like, Annie, you need to go and exercise, go for a run. I'd be like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. So my mum's a PT and my dad's always played sports. So it's always been, we've been an active family. And my sure. mum's my answer to everything was just go for a run. Like, <laughs> it will sort out everything. And that's kind of my answer now. Like, yeah. go to a class or whatever, it'll fix whatever's going on. <laughs> so no, I haven't always enjoyed it. Again, I think I kind of fell into it and I was just lucky. Right, sure. But I think with exercise, you have to do it for the right reasons. Otherwise, you're never, ever going to enjoy it. So if someone's saying to you, have to do this, I'm very much, if someone says, you have to do this, I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. And I'll find it in my own time. Sure. I think that's why I'm self-employed, because I don't like being told what to do. So it works um, better. And um, I hate having to be like, can I take this day off? Can I take this holiday off? I love just going like, I'm not working. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if I make no money, but I'm not working tomorrow. You know, Cover things me, like bitches. that. Yeah, I'm yeah. going. I'm going. See you later. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, that's so interesting about your mum and dad. Because I've obviously mm, met your dad before. And yeah. He, yeah, he comes to your classes. Mm. Whereas my mum was, like, not active at all. Hates it's exercise. It's weird, isn't it? Some people are just in it and some people are on. And I think my mum always says she saw her mum so una- unhappy being overweight. Right. That she never ever wanted to feel like that. So she's always been super conscious of that and sort of trying to lead us into a healthier lifestyle. I mean, we've had times where my mum, 
<laughs> my poor mum. So we, as growing up, like me and my brother, we weren't fat, but like a little bit overweight, maybe um, <laughs> a little bit, and like just weren't interested in it. And she went nuts one day, and she was like, "My children are fat! Oh my god!" And just kind of took everything out the cupboard that was anything that wasn't like a vegetable or protein it was gone and me and my brother were like what what's going on you're a complete nutter yeah but she was just trying to help us and guide us in the right way and it's taken a while but me and my brother have sort of found this way of life where we really enjoy exercising not just to not be overweight but to be healthy and mentally healthy and you know, we still enjoy life, but we're conscious of what's going on. Mama yeah, that is, yeah, that is the, one of the funniest stories. And we still take the piss out of her. Whenever he comes home, he's like, oh, my kids are fat. And she's like, guys, come on. <laughs> Bless her. But no, I think without her, we probably wouldn't have felt the way we do about things now. So she's yeah, cause I, big up jewels. Big up jewels. Big up jewels. Big up jewels. <laughs> my dad was super into exercise, but... And my uncle, so on my mm. dad's side, so they were, and then obviously Nikki and Joe, they had always like played football, and mm. Joe started working out in the gym probably when I was like nine, ten. But I always looked at them as like being super fit and healthy. Mm. Um, I played sport. I was yeah. the same. Like even now, I I I couldn't go on a run. No, no, <laughs> just I don't know what it is, but. I've obviously grown to love spin, which is Mm. very strange. I never thought that would happen. I think that happens to a lot of people. They're like, oh, I enjoy this. Like even today I had a woman, she was like, I've just come back from having surgery. And she's like, I hate it, but I love it. She was like, I can't stop coming. I just absolutely hate, but love it. I'm like, great. I mean, (laughs) we'll take the hate love. Whereas I had Ben, so Ben was working here at the Mm. time. And he was like, you got, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, he's awesome. I love him to bits. But he, um. He's like, you need to come and do one of my classes. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll do one. And then I surprised him one day by turning up to one. He was like, oh, my God, you're here. Um, And then, yeah, he I mean, he's great. So Mm. it was probably that as well. Um, Uh, Yeah, it it helps if you're spinning with someone who loves their job and is good at their job because you don't have to think like, oh, my God, when is this going to end? Yeah. You're just sort of going through it. um, Whereas he, yeah, he was awesome. So I kind of got into that. I was, I got into the gym when I was maybe like 17, Mm. um, which I've said with Hayley um, about, I was a lifeguard was my first job. And it makes you super paranoid about your body. Because you're in like really skimpy shorts in like a, like a polo. So it was that and like sunbeds. <laughs> so like they were the two things I really got into. Um, sunbeds? Yeah, because you didn't want to be pale up there. And I'm really Stop pasty. It. I'm really pasty. And you're talking about like mid-thigh shorts. I a did good, not like... have you down as a sunbed guy. Yeah, no, I did. I did through like a bit of uni. I've stopped now. But Thank I'm super God. pasty. So yeah, that was the first time I was kind of like I wanted to get bigger because mm. I, was, I was skinny growing up and then I got fat like maybe like 13 to 16 and it fell off again the puppy fat thing and then oh, puppy fat what a... yeah i hated it like, oh. you look at photos of me like circa yeah like 0508 i'm just like really fat um, and lucky i kind of lost it but then i started playing rugby and was a lifeguard so mm. i was like i need to put on some weight um mm. so that was when i got into the gym but i was all weights until probably like two years ago <laughs> and i was like starting to do cardio because i used to just play sport 
Yeah, and that's your baseline cardio, isn't it? Yeah. And as soon as you stop, you go like, oh, I can't even walk up the stairs anymore. Yeah. Like, without getting out of breath, you're like, shit. Oh, God, honestly. Yeah, so that was kind of my journey through fitness. Yeah, I think it's so weird how you build that relationship with fitness. It's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> God. Um, do you feel like, outside of obviously the health benefits of like fitness and exercise, do you feel like you got any other like benefits from doing it? Oh, mentally, like yeah, really. Oh my, that, that's why I got into it. So I got really sick, okay. and then I went and <laughs> I took a job in Essex, moved to Essex. It all went wrong. Came back three months later, and all my friends around me had jobs, had boyfriends, were like killing it in my eyes. Like everything sure. I thought made you happy, they had, and I didn't. And I was like, oh, like what am I gonna do? And my man said, give yourself a break. Just go to the gym, and we'll pay for your like get a PT Mm -hmm. and just spend a bit of time, focus on you, don't worry. So I was like, no. (laughs) And she was PTing with him before me. And I remember I was like five minutes late to my session, like dragging my heels. Like, I don't want to go. I'm going to hate him. I'm going to hate it. I'm embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. I was hooked, like so happy all the time, just buzzing off these endorphins. And this is kind of when a few of my friends started to get depression or there were mental health issues and I was just like, everyone needs to get this feeling. Everyone deserves to feel how I feel. Sure. And I need to help people do this. Yeah. So that was how I then wanted to be a PT. I just thought, I need to share this because it's so invaluable. <laughs> everyone needs to know. So that's how I then, I then, I think I was with him for six months. Right. And then I said, I'm going to do my PT course. Cool. And that's initially why I went into PTing for the mental health side of it. And I wanted that's so great. you know just everyone be happy (laughs) you know that was that was my aim to because why should a how old like 21 22 why should a 22 year old girl have depression right you shouldn't no so many people do and i was was, this isn't cool no this needs to change and i want to try and change it yeah and you've done it for loads of people I hope so. I hope I've done like something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, it's really nice when people... I had one girl, actually, when I was leaving a different studio. Um, she came up to me and she just said, two years ago, when I first came to your class, I was so unhappy. I was miserable, just gone through a breakup. I was depressed. I hated everything. I hated spin. And she was like, now I love it. Now I love exercise. I come to the gym. It's my therapy. And she was like, but that's because of you. Right. And you gave me that. And just even if one person says that, you've done your job. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, that means so much. So hopefully more people feel that way. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, no, I've got no doubt. Mm. I've got no doubt. I hope so. Yeah. But I, people that come to my class keep me going. They're, you know, if I ever have a bad day or if I go into class and I'm sort of a bit, I know I'm a bit off in myself. I start teaching and I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like, <laughs> it's not actually the end of the world. You know, no. it's going to be okay. And it's that reminder that it's a bad day. It's not a bad life. And you've just got kind of got to ride that wave. And, you know, there's too much emphasis on exercise being good just for your health, mm-hmm. mental health. I know everyone talks about it now, but... Yeah. I don't know, I still think we're missing some side of it. You know, we talk about it. Go and train, it's good for your mental health. Go and do this, da 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 But there's still so many people that don't feel able to get to a gym or, you know, so how do we... We've kind of glorified mental health, but we haven't solved the problem. We just talk about it a bit more. 
because I've got a friend of mine that started going back to the gym. He always knew I went, but he didn't like going. And he goes like, yeah, but people are like looking at you and mm. like they're, you know, I don't like people looking at me when I'm working out and thinking I'm weak or whatever. And I was like, dude, like in all honesty, the only people that look at you in the gym, they're either looking to see what you're doing to see if they can do it in their own workout. Mm. Yeah. Or they're just like, you know, people in the gym usually quite not self-obsessed. That might be the wrong word. No, but you're there because yeah. you're invested in what yeah. you're doing and you're probably not paying attention to anyone else. That's exactly what I said to him. And I everyone think he's thinks better. it, though. Everyone, yeah. Even I, I even it, go into the gym and I'm like, oh, they're looking at me. Or if someone's like really overweight and they're in the gym, in my head, I always, if I look at someone, I'm always like, wow, like they're really getting yeah, after like, it. That's so cool. Yeah, like to you, like, yeah. But yeah, most of the time when I was in the gym, I was like, dude, like, I don't want people talking to me. No. I don't want people, I'm so like, into in, what in I'm doing zone. yeah I can't be asked to look at what you're doing and being no. like oh that guy's so weird no yeah because um, we've all been there we you know yeah. everyone starts from somewhere but even now I've got not a phobia but I think there is a certain element of pressure even if I went to the gym and yeah. no one knew I worked in the fitness industry I'd be like people know that I'm a PT yeah. and I can't do that or I'm like I'm not squatting enough. like yeah. I have my own insecurities about there was a time when I worked in a gym and I hadn't been training for a while because I was so sick and before I got sick, I was smashing the weights out, like, you know, killing it, whatever. So then suddenly not be doing that and to be ill and not be able to lift any weights or do anything and then trying to get back into it just causes mental blocks. So I was like, everyone knows that I was strong at one point and now Ugh. I'm weak and I don't have any biceps anymore. Like, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're there, just do your thing. But there is this sort of... And I was talking to um, another instructor, Emily, from Digme, oh, yeah, yeah. and talking about going on holiday with you know other friends or whatever or you know if anyone uploads a picture of you in a bikini and you're not beach body ready whatever the fuck that means that is ridiculous um (laughs) but as a pt or someone in the fitness industry there's so much press you think everyone's gonna look at you and go like oh so you need to have a 12 pack because you teach spin classes and it's just not the case with you know you're you're a normal human being but Mm. there is that sort of pressure that someone might think oh you're not worthy of being in the fitness industry because you don't look a certain way or you don't whatever which is such a shame yeah so I feel that pressure and I know for myself if I ever put on a bit of weight I'm like no one's gonna come to my classes like just ridiculous things and then you check yourself and you go stop being an idiot (laughs) just ridiculous but those things you know I think everyone feels a bit of pressure about what they're doing and how they look in some sort of way yeah which isn't cool but you know life isn't it yeah unfortunately yeah (laughs) um do you remember your first moment with a client where they had that like love of pt when you were pt um i've had clients say i want to be a pt now and i'm like that's pretty cool because when i started training you you hated exercise (laughs) or it's when you sort of look back and say they're like oh i haven't improved blah 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 i'm like when we started, you couldn't do a press-up, and now you're doing 20 full press-ups. I mean, that is massive. Like, yeah. it's, it's little things like that. It's when people aren't in pain anymore, or they lose a certain amount of weight for their wedding and things like that. And it's just when you see someone happy. For me, that's what it's always been about. I've sure. never been, let's get you a six-pack. It's never been about that. It's just been, I feel better. I'm happier. I've got more energy. I don't hate myself anymore. And you're like, yes, this, this <laughs> is this is why we're doing it. Yeah. The weight loss or getting fitter, that is a bonus. Yeah. I would rather sort out your mental state via exercise and via being a bit more healthy 
then count your calories and get you on the scales or whatever. So, yeah, as soon as someone says to me, yeah, I feel good, I'm happy, I'm like, okay. Woo! That's it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I live for. It's someone just feeling good, you and, know? And do you feel like it, the first time you got that feeling, do you feel like it impacted how you did your work going forward? Yeah, definitely, because you, you know, you go to PT school. <laughs> yeah. If you want to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's all about do this program, do this many sets to, to, to achieve this or whatever. Sure. They don't teach you how to feel, like how to make someone feel good or how to mentally break down someone's barriers to exercise. So sure. you just learn little techniques and you learn what to say and what not to say, how different people react to different things and how to manage people's expectations because you get people going like, I've been training for three weeks and I look the same. And you're like, to you, you look the same or whatever. (laughs) But people don't, they're so fixated on the number on the scales or the inches on their waist, they don't notice everything else that's happening. And, you know, even someone saying, your eyes are really white and bright. That's huge. That's a bit like, that shows you're healthy or your hair's really shiny. You know, things like that, they don't notice. Or you're like, oh, I put on a pair of trousers and they were a bit tight and now they're not. You're like... That is huge. That's yeah. a result. We've achieved something just because you might be the same number on the scale. So, yeah, you just learn sort of how to manage people and what's good for, you know, it's that thing, there's no one fits all. You've got to figure everyone out. And, yeah, so it definitely helps. The more you PT or the more you experience, the, the better it is. So yeah, I completely agree. You've got to get out there and just do it and throw yourself in the deep end. But be mindful, yeah, yeah. and want to learn. I think that's the most important thing yeah i'm a big proponent of it yeah learning on the job oh yeah and wanting and being open-minded to it all the time yeah and you're gonna fail at something at some point but it doesn't mean you're bad at something no you you know it's your your journey to wherever you're going or whatever you're doing exactly how did your mum and dad react when you told them you were going to pt school oh obviously because my mum's yeah she was like sure um obviously they're like are you sure it's what you want to do you know it's not cheap and but I think it helped because they're both freelance so for me to be like oh I'm just gonna go and do this course and then figure it out they were a bit more open to it and they are super supportive so if it's something to do with learning and bettering myself and going to work they'll 100% be behind me Mm -hmm. and there was no pressure for me which well I was very lucky because I still lived at home at the time when I got my first PT job and it wasn't that well paid they were like just go and do it it doesn't matter because you're learning and you're, you know, you're, as long as you're working, yeah. you know, they're going to support me. And they were just like, yeah, do it. And I don't think any of us knew how far it was going to go and that I was just <laughs> going to be like, I love it. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, because I didn't really like exercise that much. Sure. You know, beforehand, it, it was never, my mum was battling with me to go for runs. You know, who thought I'd be the one going, you need to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Oh. No, they were great. And they, you know, if I ever needed a bit of money bless him my dad would be like do you want to pt me oh <laughs> like cute. Sessions me. i love it and you know they'll come to my classes my first ever spin class my mom hates spin hates really? it hates it hates it but she came to my first ever one you know just oh. to support me on her birthday bless her <laughs> you know so yeah they're great and they will do whatever and anything for me as long as i'm working as long as i'm yeah. you know yeah, which is... I'm very lucky. They are very, very lovely parents. Yeah. <laughs> no, they are. They're, they're super sweet. Um, so I always see you... From doing your classes, I see you as someone that's like really high energy, loads of fun. Just... You really dominate a podium. It's so like interesting. Okay. I wow. from, from my perspective, that was the first... like Like my reaction when I first did your class. Mm. 
that it was so like in your face in terms of in the best way of like like positivity yeah and all of okay. these like really like illuminating <laughs> like qualities and i loved it and that's why i ended up and then obviously the music was fantastic mm. but thank you but do you feel like that was you grew into that style or do you feel that was always who you were i think my i've i've always been quite self-conscious of myself mm-hmm. and of failing sure. so when i was doing my dance degree or whatever teaching was oh my god my biggest fear I, I couldn't I had to do a module where I had to go and teach kids and I was basically crying like every time before I had to do it like shaking like oh my god this is the worst thing in the world so I, how I've ended up doing this I, I'm unsure really but um I'm, before my first class I was literally shaking everything was planned to a T everything right. I was saying but I just like with experience you just figure out what you are and who you are and what works for you mm-hmm. and I just somehow I've grown into this wearing like bright colored leggings a lot <laughs> and but what is funny when I auditioned to go to the Brit school I had bright pink leg warmers on so there must be something in me that's like <laughs> you need to stand out without being like because uh, yeah it's not that I don't I don't want to be the center of attention I don't, I don't want everyone to be like talking about me whatever but subconsciously I'm like wear something so people remember you so if they're going to talk about you they go oh the girl that was in the pink leggings or whatever but I don't know yeah I just think I've grown into who I am and personally for myself I only really feel like I've started to like really come into my own with my teaching in the last I don't know maybe eight months really yeah because I've always been so self-conscious beforehand I'm not getting it right I'm not this I'm not that person who's selling out I'm not you know, my classes aren't busy enough. Da, 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 da. I haven't found my flow. You know, if someone said to me, why would you go to Annie's class? What would people say? And I just think I was unhappy for quite a long time, you know, in relationships or whatever. And I had quite a lot of stress. So suddenly this is the first time in my life that, it, you know, my life is calm. Right. In my personal life, it's it's very calm. There's nothing stressing me out. Everything I'm doing is because I want to do it. It's not because I feel like I should or because I'm trying to make someone else happy. So I think that's allowed me to become this positive person who's just kind of there and vibing. And I just love it. Like, I don't ever feel like I go to work, right. which is one of the best feelings in the world. <laughs> Even if I get up at half five, I'm like, okay, I'm going to teach. This is great. Mm-hmm. And I started to really get into my playlist so everything i play you i've listened to it and i've loved it sure that's why it takes me hours and hours and hours on end because if i don't like i remember last sunday i'd done my whole playlist i was chilling my brother just come back from canada i was hanging out with him and i listened to it again i was like no those two tracks are awful i can't put them in there so i spent i was up until midnight finding two more tracks because i just i couldn't give it to you if i wasn't vibing because how can you vibe if i'm not vibing so that sort of thing um yeah, so in that very long-winded answer, no, I, like um, it. I just think you grow into who you are. And I think because I was sick and I had to be so positive. Well, I didn't have to be, but I put a positive spin on that. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that I've been quite positive. There's always been a positive part of me, whether sure. that's been dampened down through situations that I've been in and been unhappy. But it's always been there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now it's just sort of coming out and... <laughs> I hope in the right way and I hope everyone can see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I do say, like I say all of those great things and it's, and there is the sense of if it was without what I'm about to mention, you would be amazing anyway. Mm. But it's almost like the cherry on top, knowing kind of what you battle with outside yeah. of the studio. Um, 
and that is I'm going to pronounce this right rheumatoid arthritis yes. right so yes. my you, RA yeah. <laughs> so can you explain to the listeners like what RA is yeah of course um so Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition, which basically, the way I explain it is your body, you know, when you get cold, your Mm -hmm. body fights against it to get you better. Sure. My body basically thinks there's always something wrong with me. So it's constantly pumping blood to all of my joints, the whole my whole body to make me better Mm -hmm. but there's nothing wrong with me so my immune system is overactive so I never really got colds or anything when I was younger and I was like god I'm just so healthy obviously (laughs) no your your body's malfunctioning like something's going wrong um so basically what they do is they just put you on medication to kind of dull it down Mm -hmm. but then you get you know your immune system's damp so you're like bound to get ill yeah so you get lots of swelling and lots of bruising in your joints. Um, it can then affect like your eyesight, your heart, and all sorts of things. Really? So, yeah, that's how that's how I explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't know, yeah. doctors out there. I'm sorry if that's wrong. Yeah, no, no. But <laughs> like, you're the one that's living with it. Yeah, so it's probably the. You're... That's the easiest way to sort of yeah. understand what's going on inside me, I guess. So, how old were you when they they diagnosed? Yeah, it? I was 21. Okay. So I was at the end of my dance degree. I was in Liverpool and it started in the February and I would wake up and my fingers were swollen and my knees hurt, my foot hurt. And I was like, Mom, there's something wrong with me. And she was like, get on with it, go like, go to uni, you know, you've got to complete your degree. Right. And I was obviously doing a dance degree, so everything was very practical. And I was coming into the end of it. And whilst I was sort of saying to my mum, all these things are happening, she was going like, to me, she was going, yeah, yeah, you're fine. You're just tired. You're all right. At home, she's going... So my dad, she's not very well. Like, there's something wrong with her. Sure. And my cousin has it. Oh. So my mum went to see my other cousin, so my cousin's yeah. sister. Sure. And she was explaining all of my symptoms. My mum just went, uh, my cousin went, Nikki, that's that's exactly what Nikki went through. She was like, you, you need to be careful and you need to go and get her checked because it sounds exactly like what Nikki was going through. Right. And meanwhile, I'm in Liverpool, like, you know going out my mind like I had this massive lump on my finger that wouldn't go away it would hurt I was having blood tests x-rays everything and I was like I'm dying this this is it this is how I'm gonna go this pain I'm just dying you know because you're young you know what's going on everyone's really healthy around you you're going I can't walk up the stairs I can't sit on the toilet without being in agony my knees sore and what the hell is going on and there was one day I did like a contemporary dance degree so everything's very weird and experimental (laughs) and my tutor was running around the studio. We had to run around the studio for some... I don't know why. Right. And she was chasing me because I, was, I wasn't running quick enough. Oh. And I just turned around and was like, Miss, I can't, please stop chasing me because I can't. I yeah. can barely walk. And she was like, okay. And then we had to do a press-up and I couldn't... My wrist was... I just couldn't... I couldn't do anything. So I just left the studio and burst into tears. And then, long story short, got diagnosed and, you know, wow. here I am. What, like, six years later? Yeah. Yeah. And what were your, like, first thoughts and kind of feelings around it? gutted i was like why me like what have i done why 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 has this happened to me i'm never going to be normal i'm never going to feel better my life's ending i'm literally going to be in a wheelchair like like every bad thought yeah and i was just like what you know i'm i've done i've been dancing for how so long why is this happening yeah what I'm 21. I'm, I'm like I've got my whole life ahead of me. What's going to happen? You don't see. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know anything about it. So I was just like, "What is going on?" But you're in so. I was in so much pain that I just couldn't couldn't cope with anything. Yeah. I just became a hermit for like the first year and a half. Just hung up with my mum. I was like attached to her side. Oh. Yeah. 
every doctor's appointment she was there i couldn't talk i wouldn't talk in them i'd sit there staring at the wall because i just couldn't take it on board i couldn't understand and they'd be like are you okay i'd be like mm. and every time i talk about it just burst into tears it makes me a little bit like no, emotional course. now talking about it but how did like your ra impact the way you do your job no. So I think, it, oh God, I wouldn't, it's weird, but I wouldn't be without it. If someone said really? to me, you can go back in time and you'll never have this condition again. Yeah. I'd be like, no, thank you. Really? I want to keep it. Yeah, even if I get sick again in the future, because it's made me a completely different person, I'm nicer, <laughs> I think. Um, but you just understand a bit more when someone goes, you know, I'm in pain or this hurts, or whatever. You just understand a bit more. And you, even with depression because i've i've never been technically depressed but i've had episodes where i could see if i didn't kind of switch my brain to a different thought process i could have just sunken deeper and deeper and deeper and i could have just allowed this illness to overtake me mm-hmm. whereas i've kind of just ridden every wave that i've had with it and grown from it and i don't know why I'm like that. But anything that happens, I'm just sort of like, okay, well, yeah, it's a bit shit, but I'll come out the other side of it. So every time a client would say to me, this is happening in my life, whether it's, you know, seems minimal or not, you you just have a bit more empathy. You understand that everyone's journey is different. And yeah, you just know what it's like to not be okay. Sure. Yeah. Because I think I would have just gone through life being okay and having a cushy life and not really understanding what it's like to be not be okay so yeah. I yeah in that sense it's helped me a lot because I've just and you have a bit of a different edge to you obviously when I'm sick I'm like oh this is the worst <laughs> but while I'm okay I'm like yeah this is really cool and this is my my thing yeah. and I kind of right now I I, don't know, I I feel like there was I whilst I was still coming to terms with it and you know I really wanted to promote it. I really wanted to, you know, let people know that I have this and I'm doing this. Whereas now I'm like, I don't really, I talk about it a bit on social media and I want to do so much with it, but my brain's just not in that space right now. I just want to kind of, maybe I just want to live normally in the, you know, whatever sense that is and not be like, I've got this condition. I just want to be like, yeah. And I'm, but I want to focus on my career, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, for So I'm sure. kind of just... It's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to hospital on Monday to, uh, just for a checkup. Okay. But even that, I'm like, oh, God, yeah, I've got this condition, and I've got to, you know, go and talk about it again. And you just... It brings it home, and you're like, okay, whatever, da 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 But yeah. um, I can't even remember what the question was now. <laughs> it's okay, don't worry. <laughs> um, what coping techniques do you have for, our, like, for it now? So... I'm a bit stupid in the sense of, I think because I know I'm always going to be okay. Well, I'm in touch with it, I'll always be okay. Um, I work too much. I don't rest enough. I forget to take my medication. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've cured myself. And then it hits me in the face. But I guess in a way, subconsciously, I nap a lot because the fatigue was the biggest thing that got me. Like To the point where... If you've never had fatigue before, you will never understand what it is. And I would say to my friends, I'm tired. And they go, yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, this is a whole different type. It's like your body is made of lead yeah. and you cannot lift yourself. I remember lying on the kitchen table going like, oh, I can't move. And I was like, get on my, I, I can't. And it's just horrendous. So I think, like, this week just gone, 
I've had big blocks of time in the day. Yeah. And I've just, you know, done whatever I need to do and then I've maybe sat on the sofa or got into bed to watch something and I'm like, oh my God, I'm tired. And rather than feeling guilty about it, I've just napped. Every day I've had a nap for like two hours because clearly <laughs> my body needs it. Yeah. And I know I do a really demanding job, so I, la- I allow myself to do that. I used to work seven days a week, which was stupid yeah not so fun. now no not a good idea so now I, ha- I make sure i have one day off sure. um and yeah it's just about being sensible like i know if i've had a really heavy weekend drinking wise or you know eating you shouldn't really have that much sugar they say sugar's bad for you okay oh, I mean, what is that <laughs> but they say it's quite bad for ra and i know if i've overindulged i can feel it sure. if i've drunk too much like my organs feel like they're bruised it's very weird right so i kind of try and rein it in if i've had a bit of a wild while if i've gone like living my best life (laughs) okay live your sensible life now but i think when i first got diagnosed my coping technique was hanging out with my mum and I, i was very lucky my family were amazing I didn't talk about it to my friends that much because I didn't understand it. So how could they understand it? Mm -hmm. And I was too emotional to talk about it. And for like two, three years, I couldn't drink on it. And, you know, you're 21, everyone's drinking, everyone's having the best time. And you're like, oh, my God, I've had a glass of wine and I feel like I'm going to die. You know, the next day you're wiped out and you've had a glass of wine. So and you're on medication, you're going to the hospital, you're having blood tests. So my coping, I think I just had my social life had to give a little bit at the start and I just had to like I say be with my mum and just kind of accept that it's going on and then just kind of grow with it and I never expected to be this healthy Uh, touching wood the whole time Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I just I think I do that in my life though I just kind of ride the wave and cope that way I hate being like you have to do this to survive or you have to do that so I just kind of roll with whatever's happening and yeah. come out the other side. <laughs> we spoke a bit about social media. Mm. Do you remember the first time you spoke about RA on social? Mm, no. Um <laughs> <laughs> bluntly no. I think there was uh, actually maybe when I got with my ex-boyfriend because he had a crone so it kind of made it a bit more acceptable in a way because I wasn't sort of on my own dealing with it and you know it was a bit more normal and I could talk to someone who understood so I thought you know what yeah let's promote this so that you know that's your thing and you tell your clients your story and they'd go like Annie that's incredible that you do this and you've got this condition you should like talk about it and share whatever so I think having him also not being well technically yeah Uh boosted my confidence to talk about it and share my story because you never think you're that amazing you don't think like oh i've got <laughs> ra and i'm like killing it you just think like okay this is my life this is what i'm doing so i think that helped and i think as social media grew i just started to talk about it i was honest because people like real life they like real trainers you know if you're going to stand there and go like I'm doing amazing when really you're at home napping for five hours. It's not really, it doesn't really co- correlate that well. So, yeah, I think I just kind of wanted to be honest with everyone. And people seem to respond to it quite well. They, they're, yeah. they're interested. Like I say, I want to do so much with it. I want, but then I feel like a bit of a fraud because I'm okay. So I feel, and people say to me, how do you cope? And I'm like, I don't know, I just do. I, I, I haven't got any advice for you, but like, you know, like listen to your body, which is the worst bit of advice because what does that mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. When people say to me, like, oh yeah, just rest. I'm like, what the hell does rest mean? I don't want rest. <laughs> so I do, at the moment, I feel like a bit of a fraud. But I think for so long, I was just trying to live and get over it. And then, like I said, the last couple of years, not being very happy in my personal life, whatever. Uh-huh. 
it's only just now that I'm trying to figure out getting a better work balance and pushing my career forwards, which I think is going to allow me to have a bit more spare time to do stuff with it. Like I want to blog. I want to do loads of things. Um, it's just getting started. I'm, I'm so, yeah. I don't even know how to make a blog. And that is my one thing. Like even if no one reads it, just yeah. to put it down. Because I always, these ideas are floating around my head and I think that would help me myself. Yeah. Because there's no one like my age that I know who has it. Yeah, I don't. Or like, you no. know, there's no one. I haven't come across anyone else in the fitness industry who's got it. I've come up people who have similar or different conditions or whatever. Or like, you know, their uncle has it. Mm-hmm. But I've just had to get on with it by talking to my mum and dad about it. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes on social media it's an outlet because you can just go. Blah, 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 <laughs> and you get it out. And then people yeah. go like, okay. Even if they pay attention or you've got it out of your system. So, sure. Yeah. It was like I was saying to you earlier, you forget in day-to-day life that everyone's got a backstory and everyone's on a journey and everyone is, you know, doing their own thing and, you know, getting through something. As I was saying to you, I was listening to your podcast with Jess. I love Jess, she's so lovely, but I don't know her, know her. So suddenly listen to her speaking about her life. You're like, oh my God, yeah, like I know (laughs) you on a deeper level now and you just forget that everyone is dealing with something and everyone's got, not a past in a bad way, but everyone's got something that, you know... Yeah, like a blueprint that gets you to where you are. Yeah, exactly. So, Getting back to social media, Mm. um, how did that impact your, I guess, work? When it first started, when I first started in the industry, it wasn't that big. I remember being like, oh, I should set up a separate PT account from my normal account. Yeah. And I loved it. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. I'm going (laughs) to post loads. (laughs) And then I suddenly felt very self-conscious. And I was like, I'm never going to post a workout video. And to this day, I don't think I've ever done... Here, try my 15-minute hip workout. Yeah, 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 Because I don't know why. I just feel there's part of me that feels... And this is, I think, my fear of failing. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough and I'm not good enough and I'm not, you know, someone's going to look at it and go, oh, well, that is terrible. Yeah. But that's personal preference to the exercises, you know, or whatever. So when I first started and it was kind of very on the back seat, great. Then it started to grow massively, like crazy and it was fun and then it started to become like you need this many followers to be a good pt you need this many likes for it to be worthwhile and you become consumed and there was a point when i was posting three times a day just to be active just to be that person on social media sure which is exhausting because what content do you have three times a day i'm not that interesting i'm I'm really not and there's only so many times you can post a picture of you like at the gym selfie or like just worked out like very dull this is my porridge (laughs) um and then it started to become i felt like a competition who was the skinniest who had the best abs what instructor had the most likes right and you're like what pt is doing really well the one that's probably not on instagram and is looking after their clients rather than filming them (laughs) so i have a hate love relationship with it sure I really like it because it's done a lot for mental health. It's brought it to the forefront of everyone's conversations and things like that. It's allowed people to access workouts that maybe can't afford it because it's online. It's free. I've met incredible people via Instagram. It just kind of connects you. It's great. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that, we become obsessed with it. Oh, I put up a selfie and I only got 50 likes. Yeah. I'm not worthy. I'm not beautiful. I'm not this. I'm not that. And you're like, hang on, what? Or... I don't have enough followers to make me a good instructor. Right. And even I think some companies got swept away with that as well. Like, oh, let's check out her social media. If she's got enough following, we're going to employ her because that's going to drag people in. Personally, I don't think that works. Right. Because the majority of people that are following that person, they're following 
every other Fitzbo yeah, influence yeah, yeah. or whatever, they're not going to come to your class. Nope. And actually, it doesn't make you a good instructor because you've got this great Instagram profile. Yeah. If you're hammering all your time into Instagram, what's happening to your programming, your playlisting, things like that. So... I fall in and out of love with it. I love it because I get to see all my friends and I get to see what they're doing and I get to see different things in the fitness industry, but I hate it because of all of those things at the same time. Yeah. And a couple of times I've walked into class and people have gone like, oh, you had a big weekend. And I'm like, excuse me, that's none of your business. Yeah. Like, but I made it their business because yeah. I put it out there on social media, so it's my fault. And I'm like, this is weird. And then people think they know you as well. And I, it's that same thing with being, I don't want to be told what to do. I don't want people to tell me what I am or who I am. So if someone goes like, oh yeah, but you deal with this in this way. I'm like, but you don't know me. You just know me right. on social media. Yeah. But that's what I've put out there. So, you know, it's not because of them, it's because of me. Yeah. So, yeah. And what we've gone from being like everyone needs to be in shape and be really skinny, blah, 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 which obviously wasn't healthy. But now we've gone the other way to, oh fuck it, live your life, yeah, eat a burger, yeah. blah, 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 which is great. Yeah. But then you know, there's that's damaging to some people as well, and it's you get swept up in all these trends and yeah, I, I don't know, like influencers. Ultimately, they are living their life because we're buying into it. Yeah. So whilst they're promoting body positivity, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. If no one liked your pictures and if no one did it, how much of it would you still be doing? Do you know that sort of thing? So I heard that Instagram are trialing to take the likes away. It's in Canada. Yeah. So, which I think is great because it will actually, do we still use it? Are we still Mm. interested? But what's going to happen to all these Fitzbos when their likes go down? How are they going to get sponsored? How are they going to feel validated? Uh, You know, it's kind of that vicious cycle that they're promoting a good message, but they're gaining from it at the same time. I, I don't know. People might think I'm completely wrong here, but... There's something still sinister about it for me. Yeah. And even the people that are calling out the people that are promoting bad messages, you're still promoting that bad message by, you know, putting it yeah. out there. Yeah, people don't understand that. Yeah. Which I find funny. Yeah, so I'm, and even now I'm a bit like, I don't want to be like, oh, I've been to the gym and done this workout mm-hmm. because I don't want people to be like, oh, it's all right for you because you like training. Oh, yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. get one thing straight. I love it, but I also hate it at the same time. Like, <laughs> so there's days when I don't want to go to work because I'm, my legs hurt or whatever I'm just not feeling it or I don't want to be on stage because I want people to look at me because I feel fat today or whatever but it's yeah I don't know yeah outside of you got the dig me guys Mm. um and joe Mm. I don't follow any fitness people's accounts no there's a there's a handful of people that I follow yeah yeah but then I like the way you guys do it so whether it's Emily, I want yeah, that's the perfect person to say. Mm. She does it great when she My posts girl. her work, her exercises. Mm. She and but then that's why I wrestled with with this podcast mm. at setting up a separate account. But I was like, no, like I'm, this is what I'm it's doing. You. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I look at Emily's and hers is great. You get her fitness stuff, mm. and you get her. It's like her real life. life it's everything. Life. So yeah. it's I think it's the best way to do it. I don't. Um, as soon as I thought about it more. I didn't understand why I would create a separate no. profile. No. But working in social media and knowing how mm. all these algorithm works and what, what it ends up looking like. I hate being this guy, by the way. The, mm. the oh, I know about the social media <laughs> numbers. Like, no, but if it's your yeah, job, yeah, like, <laughs> you but, need to. But like, I remember when Instagram were going to change it to you had to swipe rather than, you know, when it was the, you could scroll. Yeah. Um, they changed it on my phone. Um, everyone went mad yeah they? and they stopped it but yeah and it was that you were going to be like you'd swipe to the left 
and I remember me and my, my cousin Nikki looking at each other like, oh my God, no. this is a terrible yeah. call. But it's like when you see Fitzbo's being like, make sure you double tap to like my picture. Yeah. Oh. That's purely for you like to yeah, get to, an ego yeah. boost and to get a like and to make sure your content is there. It's not yeah. because you're going like, my content's amazing and I'm going to yeah. show you how to bicep curl in 25,000 different ways. Yeah whatever yeah right like, I, just, I hate that like make sure you like my post like well, i'm gonna like it if i like it and if yeah. i see it i see it it's just mm-hmm. but that's what i kind of i like about digme as well you don't you know they're not employing the fitzbo type model yeah. you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to be a certain way they embrace who you are they let you grow they let you do you you do you han yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! um yeah i think that's the one thing, because I, you know, there's companies out there when you look at all their instructors and you're like, okay, type Yeah, past. we know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, whereas Digme, is, there's so many different instructors yes. out there. Everyone's got this unique thing going on and everyone is just great. Like I've met like Emily, Libby, yeah. like friends I'm going to have for life now, like some yeah. of the best girls I've met, which is really, really nice. And you feel less pressure about Instagram. And when you do post about it, it's not forced, it's... Yeah oh, I've just been working out with Emily or Libby or I've just been to so-and-so's class and it was great. Yeah. And there's this buzz about Digme that everyone's in it for the right reasons and yeah. everyone goes to each other's classes and supports each other and you're posting because you enjoy it. You're not yeah. posting because you have to. Yeah, no, and it's... You know? Yeah, that... Like, I found it really interesting. Like, I posted... I've, maybe it was Chloe once. We grabbed a photo and I was always going to post it on mine and I never thought she'd post it on mm. hers and then she did. And I was like, oh, wow, that's well weird. Like, yeah. you just, you kind of think of yourself from the customer side that you're just another customer. Oh, God, no, but you're you guys, not. But you're you not. guys are not the, you guys have never been that way. So, and that's with everyone. Yeah, we yeah. love it. We, you know, yeah. you guys are so important to us as instructors. That's why we want to get to know you. That's why yeah. we're interested in you. You know, mm-hmm. that's why hanging out after class, yeah. you get to know people. Like the other day when me and Pete had cream cakes for breakfast, <laughs> that's been a running joke since when Sophia was pregnant. So, like, months and months and months and months but you just develop these friendships and it's so nice and after class there's always someone to talk to or Mm -hmm. before class you'll always be like hey how are you what's going on or whatever so yeah you guys aren't just another number through the door that's what i was saying about it's not just them making money it's them building a community building something it's a really special place to work yeah you know you feel at home there you feel like you're part of a family which is really cool yeah especially in the industry where it's everyone's doing everything yeah um do you believe in goal setting with your job um no i don't no. believe in it at all Fair enough. with myself i don't yeah you know i say to myself there's certain things i want to do mm-hmm. there's certain things i want to achieve um but for me goal setting is restrictive sure. and you then miss things that are happening because you're so focused on what you're doing yeah I'm... some people it works for like they yeah. go like i'm gonna do this by this time or I'm gonna da, 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 da. but for me I think because in I'm quite chilled I'm just like well whatever whatever's happening is happening setting a goal makes me feel restricted and then I, I'm setting myself up it's back to that thing of failing I'm yeah. setting myself up to fail if I don't reach that goal and then it's negative Right. so if I just like with my RA if I do end up in a wheelchair so be it that's what was meant to happen at least I've had however many years on a spin bike every single day you yeah. know things like that I'm just You've just, I, it's just how I deal with life. There's been a couple of big things that have happened where I've just come out the other side better and stronger, and I've just gone, ah, it is what it is. Yeah. There was a period in my life where every day I was like, ah, it is what it is. You know, we're going to get over it. I'm going to get through it. 
and I'm either going to be a different person for the right reasons, the wrong reasons or whatever, but I'm going to grow. So I think, you know, I just can't set myself goals in the sense of I want to be this or I want to do that. Even with my own training, when I say to myself, right, right, I'm going to get in shape, whatever in shape is. Yeah. It just makes me not want to do it. Sure. And I've got to do it for the love of it. Like yesterday when I taught five classes, I was out the house from, you know, before six. I still trained in between because I was like, yeah, I want to go and do it because <laughs> I feel good. I've got the energy and I'm going to do it. Right. But if I hadn't felt that way, I wouldn't have made myself feel guilty because I don't say to myself, I have, to, you know, again, yeah. restrictive and negativity all around that sort of thing. So, no, I don't got pts around the world are going like what uh, obviously no, with your clients fine. yeah they need some sort of focus but the clients that i had were mainly to do with mental health so sure. setting goals for them wasn't going to work either so it was just about let's go through this process and see where we come out and right. that's what i think life is it's just a big journey and i don't want to restrict myself by saying i've got to be here at this age i've got to do that whatever sure see what happens you know <laughs> i'm so carefree <laughs> <laughs> sure (laughs) Um, if you could give anybody that's considering becoming a pt or a spin instructor Mm -hmm. advice what would you give them don't do it because you like going to the gym okay (laughs) because everyone goes like oh my god i had the best workout i'm gonna be a pt and you're like cool yeah yeah, great but Mm -hmm. do you like getting up at 5 a.m do you like going to bed at 11 do you like having bits of the day where you're not doing anything yeah as a PT, it's great. You form great relationships, but it's all about your clients. You you come last. Right. You know, do it because it makes you happy or it makes you feel good. You've got passion for it. I think my dancing has helped, my dance background's helped with being a spin instructor, just musicality, music-wise. Mm-hmm. So it's all sort of formed together. I didn't, you know, I didn't just go to the gym and go, yeah, that was a great workout. I'm going to go and be a PT. Because right. it's you can be the most knowledgeable personal trainer, but if you've got no people skills or no ability of how to cope in situations or anything like that, it's never going to work. Right. And you've got to be able to just sort of think on your feet if someone's using the machine you want. You just... I would think about it before rushing into it because mm-hmm. it's expensive and... You don't make a lot of money to start with. You've got to basically work every hour there is. Mm -hmm. Then you can be a bit more selective. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a PT, my advice is go to a gym that employs you. Sure. So you don't have to worry about paying rent at a gym. Spend a year or two on the gym floor just figuring it out. Yeah. Then you can start making decisions. Then you can start being a bit more picky with when you work, what you do. I was dead set. I was never going to teach. Never, ever, ever going to teach anything. I was just going to be a PT. Yeah, done. I mean, I do like two PT sessions a week now. All of it's teaching, which is mental. Yeah. So don't think you're going to become a PT and it's just going to be like, done, got my business, I'm successful. Right. You allow yourself, grow, go on a journey, (laughs) you know. So yeah, my advice would be think about it. Do it for the right reasons. Don't do it because you think it's quick, easy money and we only work three hours in the morning and three hours in the evening. It's not quite what happens (laughs) but then if you love it like i say i don't feel like i ever go to work so yeah you know when you get that it's you know you're winning really so yeah oh i love it (laughs) right annie plug everything because what we'll do is we'll get you to plug everything so everyone can find you and then i've got the final four questions Ah. which are the deep deep deep, meaningful meaningful ones 
Um, so yeah, where can people find you, Annie? So on Instagram, I am Annie B Fit with a underscore B, the letter B, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't use Twitter. I don't use Facebook. I don't obviously have a blog yet. Yeah, it's coming. Pending. Loading. Pending. pending. Blog pending. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably the only place you can find me. Okay. Is cool. Instagram. Um, and yeah. At. Dig me. Dig me. Of course. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We can find you there. Yeah. So I will, I'm in the Rathbone Square studio. I'm at Richmond. Uh, Yeah. So mainly at Richmond and Rathbone. Come down to class, Matrix, ride, whatever. Come and chat to me. I love it. If you've got suggestions for music, I love that as well. If you want to bring me cakes, also love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Awesome. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to ask you one question before we get yeah, into the final four. Go on. Um, what can someone expect from an Annie class? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like to say a lot of energy very early in the morning. I yeah. teach mainly morning classes at uh, Richmond. <laughs> so I'm that person going, hi, how are you? <laughs> Monday morning. Good music, I would say, that maybe you haven't heard before because I quite like finding remixes. I always try and throw in a track that people know. So they go like, ah, that's no. that. Or a rogue one. So they're going, why am I spitting to this? But I quite <laughs> like it. Um, energy, climbing, music, a bit of everything. A bit of sass in there as well. <laughs> of course. Some bad jokes. I tell a lot of bad jokes that no one laughs at. Except me. Uh, oh, no. I, I do. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm so quiet in classes. Mm. So that's why I... That is the worst thing when you go like, guys, how are you? And everyone's silent and looks like they're going to kill you. You're like... Whereas I go, <laughs> I go thumbs up. I try, that's yeah. mine. So I'm hoping I, was, I get some eye contact. Yeah. I'm like... I've started to go like, thumbs up if you're okay. Yeah. Still, sometimes you get nothing. You're like, right. It's like, wow, okay. none of you are okay. Good. Well, let's carry on anyway, regardless. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it through. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. awesome. Right. I'm going to get into these final four questions. Ooh. Prepare yourself. <laughs> okay. Let's um, get deep for a minute. What is one thing that you're proud of? Uh, I would say the way I handle whatever life throws at me I don't panic I don't you know I'll go and deal with it I'm quite private in that sense of you know my most recent breakup no one knew for months I just dealt with it and then when I'm ready to share I'll share but I'll already be over it so anything that happens I kind of deal with it get over it get on with it you know that doesn't mean I don't cry like you know I cry I go and deal with it I let myself feel all these emotions but I'll be able to pick myself up and carry on and the way I've just been able to work through this illness and make it something positive as well. Yeah, I'm very proud of that, actually, because it could have got me a lot of times. I could have crumbled a lot and just sort of thought, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you win, RA, you win. Oh, <laughs> but I, love- I haven't. So, yeah, that's what I'm proud of. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. In your opinion, mm-hmm. what is the meaning of life? Oh, wow. Going back to the whole thing of goal settings, I just think you've got to ride it. Let it happen. Let it be. You know, if you say, there's a classic, I want to be married by the time I'm 30 and have five kids, and da, 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 da. you get to 30 and you're living in a one-bed flat with a cat. That's where your life's meant to be. So you just roll with it. You don't let that get you down. You don't let that rule your life, whatever. Just, yeah, it's there. Enjoy it. Whatever happens, happens. If you're stressing, it's going to happen anyway. So you're wasting energy. As easy as that, you know, is to say. I think the meaning of life is just to live. Live it. Enjoy it, hate it, but you're living it. You're still living it and it goes in waves. So it's going to be good, it's going to be bad. But ultimately, you're going to end up where you need to be. So just live it, enjoy it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you could give my listeners only one piece of life advice, what would it be? Wow. Wow. 
that you're enough. You are enough. More than enough. You know? You don't have to be anything other than who you are. Because, cliche, no one is you. And that is fucking cool. You know? I agree. And you're unique and someone's going to hate you, but also someone's going to buzz off you. So, you're enough. Do you. (laughs) You do you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just don't let anyone tell you or make you think that you should be a certain way you should act in a certain way because you're you you are you and you're here for a reason yeah love it right i have to read this last one okay looking ahead to many years into the future right imagine your time as annie is coming to an end okay the person closest to you can only describe you and your life in one sentence what would you hope that would be God, I would hope it was something along the lines of she was strong enough to deal with what life threw at her whilst enjoying it and making the most out of it. I haven't felt this sort of carefree in a long time, so I'm hoping now people will start seeing me as a bit more fun than I ever was. So, yeah, just, you know, strong enough to deal with it and enjoy it at the same time without stressing about money or relationships or, you know, anything like that. Cool. I love it. Thank you for your time, Annie. I oh, really appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me. No it's been problem. It's so much fun. <laughs> right, guys, we're going to check out. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.